Hey, boss, the marginalized people we hired to make TV shows are making bad TV shows because America's racist and sexist. I see. So you're telling me they're making bad TV shows? Boss, how could you possibly get that out of what I said? Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. So Vice.com has an article about TV and how it got woke. And Vice is super, super woke. And this article is like, I don't know what, like 30 pages long. It's crazy long. But it has some interesting things to say. So the title of the article is television is in a show running crisis and then the second the subheadline is more and different kinds of people can now aspire to TV's most important job but streaming and covid has set, have set them up to fail and basically the point of the story is that america is racist white men are evil i mean i mean you get you, obviously you get that stuff etc but apparently what's happened in the last, I don't know what, last few years is because of, I think, Netflix in particular, but just streaming in general um, and cable. They're just, they're making so many freaking TV shows now that, you know, people from marginalized groups are getting a chance to be showrunners. So obviously marginalized groups, you know, black people, brown people, gay people. And then showrunner, you probably heard that name when it comes to TV shows, but it's not an official title. Like I think you know, there's there's something you know, there's a un, there's unions for every kind of person involved with making movies, like the Directors Guild of America, the Writers Guild, and I think they get to decide who gets what kind of credits. And so the Writers Guild of America does not have a title for people who are showrunners. If you're a showrunner, you usually get a credit as a writer, and you also get a credit as an executive producer. So showrunner is not official, but that's what people call it. Basically, you know, who's the person in charge of a TV show? Like, they're saying when it comes to movies, the person in charge is the director. You know, he just, what are, he, he, the, the male, the white male director, I guess, that I have in my mind, he just controls everything when it comes to a movie. But TV shows are different because you'll have different directors on each episode. And so, you know, how do you make sure that each episode of a TV show is not like wildly different from the one before it and the one after it, well what you do is you put the writers in charge. And in particular you put one writer in charge of the whole shebang. And so because America is not racist, in fact America is the least racist country on the planet and white Americans are the least racist type of person that has ever existed in the history of the earth, now that they're making all these TV shows, you know, Netflix is like, okay, we need 100 TV shows this year. And they're like, okay, what are we going to do? It's like, well, give me, you know, give me 15 by black showrunners, 15 by Hispanic showrunners, give me 15 by gay showrunners. In fact, screw that. I want 60 of the 100 TV shows we make this year to be made by people from marginalized groups. And I'm sure they're like, okay, boss, uh, do Asians count? They're like, hell no, Asians don't count. They're white adjacent. Oh, but women, women do count, but white women, not so much. I mean, you get the idea. Just make it happen. And so because of COVID, people were staying home and watching more stuff, which meant that they, you know, all the streaming services and channels and everyone just had to make more content. And so that was, it was all, it was all working out just fine. I mean, it depends on what you mean by just fine. 
So it's funny, they, they, you know, they mentioned like these showrunners, like they had a Native American showrunner. And so that person hired nothing but Native American writers for their show. And then their show was about Native American something, something. And they got another story about a Hispanic person, did the same thing. So apparently that's common. You know, if you give the top person, if you make the top person a person from a marginalized group, then boom, all of a sudden you're getting lots more marginalized group people underneath them, which, you know, all part of the plan, I guess. And so, did I say this article is long? So this article is like 30 pages long, and the whole article is basically like, you know, you know, what's what's the upshot of the of this article? The upshot is that the TV shows made by these marginalized people are not good. And you could just write a one-page article and say that, but instead they got to do a 30-page article because, well, whatever. You got to blame it on someone else. It can't be their fault. You got to blame it on something else. It's because of historical this and, you know, prejudice that. And the article just contradicts all that stuff. It's like, you know, they talk about there was a, whatever, someone created a program for showrunners. Like, you know, going from writer to showrunner apparently is a big jump, not easy to do. And so all the studios got together and created a program to teach people how to be a showrunner before they got, got their job. And I guess, you know, 20 years ago, everyone in that program was a white male. But for many years now, it's just, it's, it's a bunch of people from marginalized groups. I mean, you know, it's affirmative action. You know, if a white male with equal qualifications applies versus a, a woman or a person of color, uh, you know, that white, white male can hit the road. And so, I don't know, the article talks about that a whole bunch. I mean, what that says to me, America's not racist. America's trying to help these people. They're still making bad TV shows, but... Somehow they twist it around to say, well, but this is still racism. And they got a bunch more examples. Basically, they got nothing but examples of companies and America being super nice to marginalized people. And then, you know, they hide the ball. But basically, these marginalized people in their TV shows are failing. Failing to be quality content. And so, I found that interesting. You know, and I, had to re I ended up reading the article from the bottom up. I don't know if you ever do this, but... It's too long. It's they're talking about, you know, woke stuff. They start, you know, it's just woke stuff. Woke paragraph after woke paragraph, you know, 50 of them, 100 of them or something. I don't have time for that. What you do is you go to the very last paragraph and read it in reverse. And what's funny is I did that. So I read the last paragraph, and then I read the second to last paragraph, and then I read the third to last paragraph. And you'd think it would be disjointed and out of context or whatever, but in fact, that told the story. The head, you know, the headline was like these TV shows ain't ain't doing so good. And if you read this article upside down, it actually told you the true story. So try that next time you go read some woke article. I mean, basically, they try and hide the anti-woke stuff at the end of the article because they assume, I guess, correctly that people will not read all the way through. But I think I think you know if you're anti-woke, I want you to start reading. You can read the first two paragraphs at the top if you want. And if they're woke, just start at the bottom. And then that'll mess them up. Then they'll have to like start hiding the, the truth in the middle of the article. They're like, oh, we're going to read it from the bottom up, and now we're going to put it in the middle. Because half of you reading it from the top, half of you reading it from the bottom. You damn white supremacists. But I did a podcast about Netflix, like their stock prices crashed, and same with everyone like that. Disney, um, whatever, all the streaming services. All the tech companies in general, but especially the streaming services have had a stock crash. And the, that episode I taught, that podcast I made, I, you know, it was get woke, go broke, you know, which is a famous saying, somewhat famous. And what I said there was, you know, I don't know if making a bunch of woke TV shows 
made those companies lose a bunch of money. So, you know, it could be get woke, go broke, or it could just be get woke and you don't get rich. So, you know, because they've definitely gotten woke and it has definitely not made them a ton of money. But now after reading this, I think it really is get woke, go broke. You know, people are dropping Netflix and they're going to Disney Plus and then they're watching all the shows there and they're dropping, you know, the good ones, the few good ones. Then they're dropping that and who knows, going to Hulu, etc. Like people are hopping from one to the other and that's because none of them are consistently coming out with something good. Like, you know, if a, if a streaming service has something really good coming out next month, you're not going to drop it. But if you look at what's coming out next month and you're like, ah, it looks like a bunch of crap, then you drop it and then... You know, oh, a year from now, there's going to be a Star Wars show that I want to watch. Well, then you drop it for a year, and then you pick it back up a year later. And so basically, this is, basically, it's affirmative action. So they're trying affirmative action when it comes to TV showrunners and writers in general. And it's creating a lesser product. And so right now, all the streaming services are doing the same thing. They're all making crappy shows. But, oh, right now, I don't know if I mentioned, right now, they're laying off. They're laying off all these marginalized showrunners and writers because the stuff, you know, because the shows are not good, people are not watching them, and they're no, and they're not getting rich off it. And so I think if any of these, if any of these streaming services are like, all right, screw it, we're just gonna, we're gonna hire on talent, like you know, give me the best writer, you know, give me the ten best writers you got, and let's make a show. And they're like, uh, sorry, boss, you know, eight of those are white men, and the other two are white women, like. Like, I don't care. I don't care anymore. I want a good show. I need a good show for next month. Hire those people. So as soon as any streaming service does that, they're going to start crushing the other ones. And so we finally will have uh, some proof of get woke, go broke. And I'll say it's like, it's like affirmative action, where basically, by definition, you get a worse product. If you choose work, you know, if you choose workers based on something other than how good they are at doing the work, then you're gonna, just by definition, you're gonna get people who are less good than that. Well, in any case, I don't watch that crap anyways. I'm gonna go back to my Japanese cartoons because they have not gotten woke. And just a couple fun facts for you here. Uh, in America, it is now, women are now one and a half times as likely to go to college as men. I mean, basically, they're going towards, they're heading towards double. Probably will not be too long before women go to college twice as much as men. And obviously that's because America is a sexist society. And also, in the 33 richest countries in the world, women now get college degrees more than men. So it's not just America, it's everywhere. And some more examples of America being racist and sexist. Um, 45% of the board of directors appointed to big companies in the past year were women. So that's almost half. Whatever. In a couple of years, a couple of years, people going on the board of directors are going to be more than half women. I mean, heck, it goes along with education. Twitter handle at Anti-Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.